0: what's going on guys and welcome to episode 14 of the listen whilst you step podcast today we have the man who broke my instagram with his transformation on we've got andy pitcher and i hate to admit it but this guy has got the most likes out of any post i've ever done on my insta and it's not even me and i shouldn't be bitter but i think i'm a little bit um so welcome on buddy how are you
1: hey mate yeah i'm all good thank you i'm all good i mean in the middle of a little mini lockdown aren't we so um yeah it's not been ideal especially for all the fitness stuff but yeah cracking on
0: yeah it's not too bad it's not too bad we're we're all kind of making do with it fingers crossed like we're recording this and it's the 19th of december fingers crossed come january 4th everything will kind of be back to normal have you found the lockdown personally
1: um yeah I mean it's actually it's not been too bad um I think there's there's definitely ways around it isn't there um in terms of like you know like mental health and and, and physical health as well you know home workouts you know I see like PTs like you um just smashing content everywhere on home workouts so there's always stuff you can do um and you know just you, you know the good thing is you know the weather's not been too bad you can still get out um still still get your steps um so yeah it's it's yeah. It's, it's not ideal but it's good it's, it's still fine
0: you know it is what it is it just comes back to the whole thing about being a bit more proactive than reactive if you mm. if you want to sit in your ass and do absolutely nothing now then you literally can and you can use it as i don't want to use the word excuse but um it's easy to let it get in your way and let it be a yeah. barrier whereas you can just use it as a bump in the road be proactive and there as a million different ways and i Generally, think I don't potentially think you would have got the results you got without lockdown.
1: Nah, uh, that 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 was actually yeah. I was thinking the same thing this morning. Um, I was doing I was doing my steps this morning. Yeah, are we on? <laughs> so whatever. Um, but yeah, I was thinking you know because it, ultimately it comes down to making choices, um, and and you've got to you've got to cho- make the choice about how you're going to split your time, whether that's you know socially work you know gym or like or like the other exercise and stuff and and when you when you take out a large part of that social element for um because of the lockdown um it makes all it makes that process so much easier you can focus so much more time on um on on the on the games yeah too right she's going straight to the boulders <laughs> straight mm, to yeah the boulders. that's it mate I had
0: them since i was about 12 <laughs> and they're still growing Um, but anyways, the whole reason that I wanted to do this podcast is because I think it'd be absolutely awesome for people looking to start their transformation, their fitness journey in 2021, um, to kind of take some inspiration and understand that it's not an easy ride, but rather than me just saying that actually have someone who they may be able to relate to a little bit more, like, yes, I've been through my own transformation, but everyone looks at me and they're like, oh, you're a PT. It's easy for you. You've got all the time. You've got a gym at your house where you you haven't had those things you work in finance you do a nine to five you play rugby play rugby on the side and things like that and it I think people be able to relate to it a lot better so I wanted to just kind of discuss kind of your transformation where we were before the kind of pivotal moments that you had throughout it um so let's just kind of paint a little bit of a picture for people where were you kind of before you started kind of the online coaching process with us what were you doing in terms of like professional life do you play in sports um, and what were you doing in terms of your training nutrition?
1: Um, yeah, so so um, I was so when I signed up, I was actually in London, so I was doing I was doing stints of work in London and wasn't really doing anything at, at that time. Um, in fact, I was doing like nothing. Like the reason I was in London was to work, and and that was really what I was focused on then, and and not paying any attention to nutrition and stuff, but. But even that—that was kind of like the tipping point for me in terms of um, my, um, you know, my decision making on on the on the fitness program. But but if we wind it back before then, um, you know, played rugby, which consisted of training twice a week and playing on a Saturday, um, and and that was it really in terms of my, um, you know, my, my physical activity. I was. I was kind of gymming but but kind of not I'd, I'd bounced in and out of a couple of programs but but hadn't really focused on it on it too much you know it was it was one of those things that you know I did if I had the time um and then and then nutrition was just like an absolute no I just wasn't paying any attention to that whatsoever um didn't didn't really understand what I was doing like obviously everyone's like yeah protein 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 when um when when we were younger and stuff but you know that was it. Was like all right, have a protein shake after the gym. It wasn't really any more sophisticated than that. Like yeah. that was that was basically it, you know. And then and then you just assume that you know like you're going to get the rest of it through like your chicken at dinner or beef at dinner, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah, that you know, no real focus on it is is how I would put it. And then yeah, it, just being in London, I was like, well, well, I've I've just spent the last three months doing absolutely nothing except walk five minutes to from from where I was staying in London to to where I was working and that and that was literally it that was my physical exercise for the day yeah and I was like you know this this just can't carry on into the new year um saw your saw your Instagram post at the time I think it was one of those you know I know I want to fit five people who want to change um x y and z yeah x y and z for for 2020 and I was like yeah you know what that that's me sign me up um yeah, that was how I started.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. is as well. I think at that time you just kind of come off the back of some pretty bad injuries and things like that from rugby. Um, where were you mentally before we signed up? I No, it's not an easy thing to talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a it's, it's a tough one, really. I guess I guess I just I just sort of been in denial. Um, Just you know, it was something that I deliberately didn't think about um, because because I didn't want to. I was Um, the same man.
0: I'm exactly the same.
1: Yeah, so it was like you know, I'm just not going to think. I'm not going to spend any time thinking about it. um, What kind of shape I'm in, you know? Because yeah, you know, you got to start asking yourself some tough questions, and you and you just don't want to. Um, So, so yeah, that and, and yeah, it's not it's not really until you look back now and be like, oh yeah. I really should have done something about that maybe a bit sooner but you did the hardest thing mate you
0: asked for help Mm. I look at the fucking position you are
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: the hard thing is and it's horrible to say sometimes it takes people to get to that low point to go oh shit for them to decide Mm. they want to make a change um but you know sometimes I think it is a blessing in disguise because it gives you that oh shit moment I know I've got I've got some clients and I've had people in the past where they just keep going, keep going. You can see their shape getting worse and worse. You can see their confidence getting worse and worse. But they just never hit that old shit moment, whether that be a, a psychological point, whether that be a physical physical health. I can use my old man as an example. About four years ago, my old man went to the doctors and got diagnosed with high blood pressure. And that was his old shit moment. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, the man has worked out three, four, five days a week, every single week, his nutrition isn't perfect, but he nails his steps. He moves a lot. He's mindful of nutrition. I remember like when I was a bit younger, when I was like 17, 18, every day he'd come from home from work, maybe have one or two beers. And we always used to say like, he's now I don't drink in the week. I was like, you do like you do, but it took that old shit moment for him to go, right, this needs to change. And fucking fair play to him, he did the exact same thing. And that's the same mm-hmm. thing that you've done. And now look where you've come out the other side. And like, as a mate and your coach as well, I can see the transition that you've made in the last 6, 9, 12 months. And it's fucking awesome to see, mate. And you should be so fucking proud yeah. of yourself. Um, yeah, and I know all, all the people who are around you think exactly the same thing, man. Um, mm-hmm. But when we kind of look at your before the transformation, what were the biggest things that you felt got in the way from you getting the results that you wanted what were the struggles
1: you faced um before before i started the program Mm -hmm. yeah um sorry what was holding
0: you back was it specifically in terms of your nutrition direction in terms of your training
1: um i think the the biggest one was was lack of understanding for sure um you know I uh, I didn't have any idea about what I was putting into my body, um, or you know, really understanding like progression in terms of weights um, and and you know, generally just kind of fitness and stuff. So so that that's definitely the key one. I think perhaps when you play sport, you you think you understand because you're an you know you play sport and you know you've been doing that since you're a kid. And, and you're like oh yeah you know I'm not you know I'm not someone that doesn't understand sport and and athletes so um but then actually when when you go through the program and you start picking up all these things you're like oh wow like I really had no idea um you know the 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 classic one is like calories um I was having a discussion with one of the, one of my mates and we would and he was like you know, he was telling he was asking me about what well, do you track like everything you eat and I'm like yeah I do because it's actually surprising what what is in something that you might not think the example I had that we had specifically was in a was in like a wrap and he was like oh yeah you know I only have like this chicken and something wrap um and he put it in the calorie count and we're just talking about the actual peat like the actual wrap like the bread wrap and he was like tortilla (laughs) yeah yeah and he was like oh there's like three four hundred calories just in this like tortilla thing and i was like there you go see like unless you unless you subtract these things it it's it's not impossible but your job is so much harder and it's that you know it's that lack of just circling back it's that lack of understanding that um education yeah it's the it's the key point
0: yeah i always say to people there's two reasons that you've got to the position that you have in terms of like maybe your physique and that that results in other things it's number one, it's your education around your nutrition. So you don't actually know what's in things. Touching on like a similar story to that, I had a, a friend who messaged me and said, Right, Simon, I really want to lose some weight and sent me a photo of his breakfast. And he had scrambled eggs and avocado on toast. Like, great, very, very healthy. It seems mm, in yeah. quote, quote things, but it's also probably got like eight, nine hundred calories on his plate. But yeah. if you don't track and you don't, you can't actually look at something on your plate and go, Right, I understand the nutritional value of this. Yes, you think it's very healthy, but if you're only on 2,000 calories, you've nearly eaten half your calories for breakfast. Okay. Yeah. So it's about having that education so that you can make choices that, yes, are one healthy because obviously health is the ultimate goal. But on the other side of the spectrum, also a low-calorie-density food so that you can make the right decisions that fit into this middle area where, yes, it's healthy, and then two, it helps you to progress towards your goals. And the second reason is your decision-making. It's even if you know what's in food you're making the wrong decisions you're not being held accountable you're not consistent um, which i think is something that we struggled with potentially a little bit at the start yeah but then you we kind of we worked and we found some uh, kind of strategies that really really helped worked for you and i think now it's kind of mindless you don't really think about everything um so we'll get into some of those strategies in a second but obviously bud everybody who listens probably knows or if they don't know what results did you get
1: um yeah so i started at about 93 kilos um coming off the back of that london trip which is probably that like it's the heaviest i've ever been except for maybe off the back of a two-week trip to america when i was in like year 12 um yeah i mean Two weeks in america we all, all you eat like multiple yeah. chips to uh, the trips to the cheesecake factory you know what it's never going to end well. yeah no, <laughs> anyway so yeah so came back from london about 93 kegs hadn't gyms or like done any real physical exercise in in three four months and uh it, it was a bit of a mess and then you know so coming to middle of august and i was down so the the lowest i hit was like 78 um and then um, did the did the photo shoot in the middle of August, and I think I was like 79, 80. Um, so you know that's that's over over ten kilos. Um, yeah, mate. Had, had abs for the first time. You're getting on you're getting on
0: to more towards like 13, 14 kilos. Like yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit more than ten kilos, mate. That's like there's nearly two and a half stone that's like over thirty pounds. Like yeah. give yourself some credit, bro. It's fucking massive. <clears throat> Yeah. Trying to be too humble here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Mate, it's a hard thing to talk about like yourself. Mm. But honestly, mate, like you fuck you absolutely fucking killed it. And watching that photo shoot. Um, I think we'd had some conversations when we'd done physique photos and you were like, Yeah, it's coming off. Like, I feel feel a lot better, feel leaner, but oh I've still got this little bit here. I've still got that. I think I could be leaner. I think you were comparing yourself to other people as well. So I know there was a, a few of us doing the photo shoot at the time, and you were potentially looking at other places and comparing yourself to that. But you were forgetting how far you'd come in your own journey. Mm. Um, and watching your face when Lucien, the to- photographer, took that first photo, and he turned around the camera and showed you. That's it, well, yeah. I remember seeing him just fucking massive smiling. Jeez. Yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's 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 true, eh? Like, you know, it's not it's it's never going to be perfect, and and you know, we're all human at the end of the day. Like, you know, it's never going to be it's never going to be perfect, and it's you know, talking about you know people's experiences and stuff, and 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 trying to get people who might be in similar mindsets, you know, it's it's not about being in being perfect, really. Um,
0: Perfection doesn't yeah, exist, man.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and I would say to people, you know you don't, you don't, you definitely don't need to be perfect, but you know, just being as consistent as possible with, with the, with the eating, with the exercise, you know, and it, you know, when, when we say exercise, we're not talking about not necessarily talking about smashing out like a 30 minute home workout or, you know, getting on, getting on the bike for half an hour, you know, simple stuff, like the steps, you know, the neat stuff, you know, just making that decision in the morning to do your five, 6,000 steps or whatever. And then, um, and, and just, yeah, just making those, making those decisions, you know, obviously, you know, every, you're not going to get it every day, but it, you know, as long as you're getting it right as much as you possibly can, mm-hmm. happy days. And then, yeah, yeah, you can, you can get, you you the results will come.
0: Yeah. Consistency over perfection, mate. Like I said, that perfection just really, really doesn't even, doesn't fucking exist. And I think the second you stop striving for perfection, that's when you go backwards because you stop challenging yourself you're exactly the same me. There hasn't been, a, there's not, a, the reason you've got to where you are in like your professional career as well. And everything is because you're always your growth mindset. You're like, what's next? What can I do? How can I challenge myself? And I think mm. everyone, if everyone has that growth mindset and is constantly striving to be that 1% better, like it sounds super, super cliche, 1% better every day for a year. That's 365% better. Fucking on yeah. that, mate. And 1% doesn't seem so fucking overwhelming. If you go, right, I want to lose for you. You example, I want to lose, I want to lose 13, 14 kilos. You go, Holy shit we broke that down we give you small little incremental things that you could do day in day out day in day out and just chip away chip away chip away but i know we definitely hit some kind of roadblocks along the way there was definitely some bumps in the road but Mm. that's what it is like we said it's about that consistency but through your journey what was could you say maybe one two or three pivotal points where you kind of had a bit of a realization about things maybe you were like oh that's game changing that's helped me get to where I am now yeah Yeah.
1: um the I think the the big one for me was like was actually the the steps I think when like and, and you you if we look back through my um you know like my weight loss through the charts and stuff I think you'll see when we when I first signed up for like that first two three months, I wasn't really doing like the stuff outside of you know doing the calories, but we were probably still on quite high calories then. Yeah. Um, and doing the doing the weight sessions and 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 training, and that was it. You know that 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 was all I was doing. But then um, went on holiday, came back. And then started hitting the steps really like properly, like actually nailing the ten thousand steps a day. And it was actually amazing how much of a difference that made. Yeah. once I started doing that, combining with you know with counting the calories and the and stuff, you know, it. I think we end hit a phase where you know I was just flying in terms of weight loss. It just started. It just started falling off just because I was making that one decision to hit my step target every day yeah um so that 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 was probably my biggest one on, on that uh,
0: for people who do struggle to get their steps in what's
1: mm. your advice um make it make it the first thing you do in the day my my funnily enough my sister said this to me uh the other week she was like i don't understand how you hit 10,000 steps a day like i just could not do it and when, and you know, when I said, well, actually, you know, it takes me 40 minutes, 45 minutes, first thing in the morning to do, you know, two thirds, three quarters of that target, you know, she she was shocked. And, you know, I don't think people realize that how quickly you can actually just get to those steps. And if you can just nail that first thing in the morning, you know, you're you're almost done. You'll get the rest throughout the day without even thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, yeah, that, that would be my main point. Just, just try and get it done first thing in the day, nail mo- two thirds of that mm-hmm. target. And awesome. it's surprising how easy it is. Yeah, big time. On that, like, I know I put a post
0: up, I, I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast, but like, let's just say the average person, let's just make the like numbers really, really easy. Let's say you're awake for 12 hours. Most people are awake for a hell of a lot more than 12 hours. 10,000 steps over 12, like 12 hours, that's less than 1,000 steps an hour. Like, to do 1,000 steps literally takes less than 10 minutes of walking. So you're struggling to move for less than 10 minutes out of every hour. Like, yeah. you break it down like that. It just makes people go, oh, shit. And like you said, if you can get up and it'd be the first thing you do. Like, in today's society, everyone starts their day with lose, 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 lose. They snooze their alarm, lose. They snooze their alarm so they miss breakfast, lose. They sit in the traffic because they're late, lose. And then they get pissed off. Then they're late to work, their boss has a go at them, lose. They're late for the first client call, cool, lose. It's just lose, lose, lose. If you can get, get that first win, like I bet you can guarantee, bar some mornings where it's maybe black and fucking pissing down brain or something. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Just sets your day up for success, man. It gives you that first win. And then winning, winning's a habit. If you can win, the rest of your day will win as well. Um, yeah. Anything else that you found really stood out for you that was a little bit of like a turning point? Um, I can think of one. I'll put it out there. The I one. think I think the the refeed days and weekly calorie targets were game changing for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. I think, yeah. I think trying to stay on persistently low, not low, but you know, reduced calorie targets was a tough one um particularly when you get particularly when you get deep into it the, yeah like you you can feel the effects of that and having that refeed day it's just like that that little lift you need and just like just to get just to reset your reset your head if nothing else mm-hmm. but, oh yeah i feel you know i'm, I'm back feeling really good today and it and then it sets you up for the next four or five, five six,
0: days six, yeah 100 so percent. just for people who don't know what kind of what refeed days is with pitch i think we started out at the very beginning like 2700 2800 cows maybe yeah,
1: something like that, yeah. like
0: that we milked out whatever fat loss we could there, and eventually i think the lowest we went was 1800
1: uh we may have dipped into 1800 but I, like re- realistically that wasn't for very long it's like two was what we we went sustained
0: yeah that that was the majority maybe had literally had like one or two weeks down there just just before the shoot um Mm -hmm. because but by the way that's like still actually if you don't have really good food that's actually still a reasonable amount of food like i get people come to me they're like a 90 kilo guy and they're like yeah i'm dieting on fucking 1200 calories i'm like mate what are you doing to yourself there's this problem in this industry at the moment it's like i managed to do this little and get these results it's like well done you've made it 10 times harder for yourself than you actually needed to people should be bragging about oh i managed to get results and it was this easy i only had to i only had to do this be proud of that. Don't be proud of having to fucking dig yourself into a hole and bury yourself yeah. and rebound and you're about to square one. But yeah, we had those lower days um, and then all we did was one day of maintenance. So your maintenance was around 3,000 calorie mark-ish, to eight to 3,000. So all we did was we quite, unquote dieted. We were in our calorie deficit for five or six days out of the week and we gave you two days of maintenance. That gave you that degree of flexibility on the weekends to go and have a few drinks, go and have a meal out with friends. So that it didn't completely ruin your social life as well. Because
1: yeah, you're that's
0: really it. Bloke. and like at the end of the day, you're doing this to improve your life. If you become a fucking robot and you only eat fish and a rice cake,
1: it's not improving your life in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, for sure. Yeah, and that that yeah, it's it's an important point, isn't it? Like, you know, we're not, you know, you're not here to to destroy people socially in the in the pursuit of of you know the the twelve pack and and whatever else. Like, you know. For ninety percent of people, well, for ninety-nine percent of people, that isn't even that isn't a goal. That's so why why put yourself on something that that is built for people going for that goal? You know, yeah, we all want to continue with the social life, etc., and stuff. So so work that in. You know, we we've got we've got mates who work their programs around um, what they're doing socially, and they've made they've made some great gains as well. So
0: exactly, it's just learning how to make the sensible decisions in those situations that are still going to help you. And I think that the biggest, if I was to take, give you one more point, it would be your steps. It would be your refeed days. And I think the absolute game changer from my perspective, when I was coaching you was that in the past, if you'd had a bad Friday, it was a bad Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Whereas if you had had a day where your goal was 3000 ish and you'd gone 3,500 didn't matter. You binned it Sunday. You were back on and you made sure you got a few extra steps in. It was that, that right. Okay, that's done. Right, get on with it. It wasn't dwell on it. Fuck it. I fucked one day. Right, I'll start on Monday. It's the getting back on track, getting back on track, getting back on track, getting back on track. And if you always do that, you, you've limited like your damage so, so much. Okay. Um, how do you reckon this transformation and kind of this journey, because it's definitely been a journey to say the least, mm. but we're probably getting on towards just over a year now of kind of working together um how's it helped you in other areas of
1: your life um yeah well i think you know just just being in 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 better shape you know it's you know you feel like you have so much more energy like it just energizes you for for everything else you're doing whether that's um you know in the work environment or or you know, socially, like you just, you just feel like you just feel much, so much better about all of that. Like you wake up, you're feeling good about the day. Um, and, you know, it, it probably circles back to that confidence thing. you know, you've, you've just got that, you've just got much more inner, inner confidence and, and you just, you just put that to use um, throughout the day. So, yeah, um, that's, that's kind of the main, the main one really just. Um, Look good, feel good, perform good. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah.
0: I say to people, it's interesting because I just signed up with my my, my own coach, Joe Parish, and it was kind of saying that people think that they let's say let's take your like professional life, your career, people think you're doing really, really fucking well and you're giving that everything. But if you're only performing at 60% of your capability and you're going all in on bit your business or your professional career or whatever, you think you're going all in. But if you're only performing to 60% of your best you can't be performing at 100% of your best in your business, your career, whatever. So if you can look after your body, you can look after your brain, that's going to come up. And if you're performing at 80%, 90%, imagine how that would help all other areas as well. So I think if you can look after body, brain, like Joe's whole thing is, body brain business balance. If you can look after those, I think it's fucking good. And I'm not going to steal that off. And that was Joe Parrish, by the way. Um, I think it's fucking awesome. And it's such a clever thing that if you can look after yourself and make sure you're performing at your best, that's just going to carry across absolutely everywhere. And I don't think it's until people realize how well they are performing that you can realize how badly you were performing
1: yeah yeah no I'd, I'd agree with that and i think i think the other thing as well is that i think you know it gives it gives you something else to focus on rather than just focusing on work mm-hmm. say like i think i think if you're if you spend all of your time focusing on one thing um you know burnout becomes like a, yeah, man. Like a serious issue like you know particularly in the in the finance industry it's talked about a lot but but you know the industry itself doesn't do a huge amount to, to help you with that. So you, you know, they, it's, it's kind of on you and, and having that, you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on me for a bit. Um, you know, it, it, that, that kind of like mental switch um, just, just helps to, you know, take your mind off, off work for, you know, a few hours a day. Yeah.
0: It's that look after you, you can look after people if you forget to look after you and you're not t- performing at like your best, then you're not going to be able to help other people to your best. Okay. So I do generally think that if you can look after yourself, you'll be on your best performance. What, watch it change. not just like your physique, but all areas of your life, relationships, your confidence, your social life, your professional life, literally all kinds of areas. So my last couple of questions. And um, one's going to be, if you hadn't signed up about a year ago, where do you think you'd be right now?
1: Oh, Oof. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's you know, probably, probably some well, somewhere that I don't want to be. I would say, you know, I mean, easy thing to say, but you know, I, really? uh, you know, I would have, I would have carried on the path that I'd always been on, and actually, you know, with a with a lockdown thrown into that. That's exactly um, what I would say. Yeah, it, we've had. It, yeah, it 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 could have been, you know, yeah, an absolute, an absolute disaster, really, that took a long, long time to fix. Um, yeah, I mean, we all saw them, you know, all the memes and stuff going around about, you know, just how, you know, all people did during lockdown was eating stuff and and, and that probably would have been me if I hadn't have signed up. Um, because your training, yeah. your training wouldn't have been there either, rugby wouldn't have yeah. been there either. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah, it you know, you literally just i literally just would have been sat around doing basically nothing so yeah would have been would have been bad um i was talking before about how i'd never really been above 93 i reckon i'd have been above 93
0: <laughs> <laughs> especially if we were starting starting at 92 93 and then going through this year um yeah. i think that's just something to like mate. this all credit to you and a hell of a lot of our other clients and a lot of people out there they saw this as an opportunity. And like I said, like, man, I don't know if you would have got these results if it wasn't for the lockdown, like bless it's, it's been a blessing in some ways. Obviously it's been absolutely horrible, um, mm-hmm. but fair play to you for looking at it as an opportunity and mate, fucking look where we are now. Let's go. Um, yeah. Then last two. Um, what was different this time? You tried to get in shape before you tried gyming before. What was the difference this time that meant you got the results that you want wanted?
1: Um. I think, I think the, the, the main difference was that, you know, this time it was, it was all encompassing um, from the way program to the food in particular. And then all the other kind of like, what I, what I will brand like the, the lifestyle stuff as well. And, and, you know, that's the, the steps and, and, or just keeping active and stuff, you know, that general kind of lifestyle thing mm-hmm. in, in the past, my, you know my my programs or my decision has been focused around one of those things and not very well um so it's been like yeah either it's been yeah I'm just going to go to the gym and I'm going to keep gymming but then there's there hasn't been the nutrition element and so it's not really worked or it's been oh yeah I'm just re- going to really focus on what I'm eating um but you know on the eating side it was well I've I've got no one to help me and I don't understand and so actually what I ended up doing was kind of yo-yoing where I would restrict my food so much to a point where it wasn't sustainable. And I was, and it was almost like shearing off the, the calories going from whatever I was eating. Like, let's say it was like three, two, three, to like 12, 15.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you just can't do that. Like all you end up going to do it, all you end up going to do is, is bouncing back and going straight back to the three, three two if not more because you've been starving yourself for x number of weeks and then you're back right back where you started so and it doesn't happen um, mentally doing that big no time. exactly no you're, you're tired and stuff and it just impacts you in other ways um and so and so that was the main difference is that it's really like being on this program just really it's just really brought it all together mm-hmm. um and and then and then the other side of it is is obviously the 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 knowledge gaining side like through the weekly checkings and stuff like chat stuff through and, and and bring the education element that uh, hasn't really been there previously
0: yeah it's just been kind of stabbing in the dark just mm. on, on that mate a, an interesting question just a bit of a side tangent here what would you say if you were to say a percentage or a ratio in terms of fat loss results it goes between training and nutrition
1: oh that is tough i i I what I'm gonna I'm gonna say nutrition is probably heavily weighted. I maybe like two-thirds nutrition. I'd I'd completely agree with you, man. I'd say 70, 80%
0: if your goals are fat loss. Um obviously this is slightly unique to the person and depends where your strength lies and exactly what your goals are. But generally, like I wish you could do it and we've both given it a fucking good (laughs) a fucking good go, but you cannot out train a poor diet, it does not matter how hard you train because there's only so much training you can do. So only so much you can recover. Mm. From. If you diet shit, you just can't outdo it vice versa. If your nutrition's on point and your training is pretty suboptimal, you can still get some pretty fucking class results. Okay. So yeah, guys stop trying to out train a fucking poor diet. <laughs> All right. And then last thing, quick fire. I want you to give me three points that people can use who are starting their fitness journeys in 2021 that you would tell your self starting Uh, when you started back in 2019
1: do your steps number one um count count everything count your calories don't cheat don't cheat yourself on the calories we've all been there looking at you know that milky way fun size and being like ah, that don't count but it does um don't cheat yourself on that um and my third one. What is my third one? Oof. What would I tell myself at the end of 2020? Um, consistency. Be as consistent as possible. Don't have to be perfect, but be as consistent as possible. Um, that would be my third one.
0: Trust the process, baby. Trust the process. Mm, yeah. 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 I think becoming process driven is one of the biggest and the most important things. Like we said, looking at that end goal becomes super overwhelming. Um, If you can become process driven and just learn to love the process, like one, it becomes a habit, it becomes easy. And two, you you just see, you see the wins. Like you actually enjoy the process rather than everything being a daily grind. Like now, you look forward to going and trying and getting your deadlift in and hitting a PB. Now you look forward to being able to go out and get your steps in because you can do that with people. You can go and like, we're lucky we live in Jersey. It's fucking beautiful. You can go and see Mm. things and stuff like that. So become process driven. So honestly, mate, I know there weren't some easy questions on there and just to kind of clear it out for guys, I literally did not tell pitch one of those questions before we started it because i wanted his honest reaction um so honestly bud thank you very very much for coming on and hopefully people can take a lot away from this and again bud you should be so fucking proud of yourself you've absolutely crushed it have an awesome year guys and make sure you please share this on your stories tag me and pitcher. we'd really appreciate it and catch you later